to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? Over the past few weeks and months here on Accessibility, we have talked a lot about the Xbox Adaptive Controller and why it is such a positive step forward for accessibility in video games. The Xbox Adaptive Controller is an officially produced, mass-produced controller made by Microsoft that is officially supported on the PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and Xbox Series X. And it basically just allows disabled players to make custom setups for controllers. No more having to use the one controller that ships out of the box, you can plug in a bunch of different peripherals via USB or 3.5mm headphone ports to customise your layout in terms of the buttons and the positions that work for you. Picking up an Xbox adaptive controller and a set of buttons to go with it is not going to be cheap. It is noticeably more expensive than picking up a regular Xbox One controller, but compared to past solutions for disability accessible controllers, it is much cheaper and much more readily available than basically anything we've had in the past, and that is part of what makes it such an appealing prospect and such a good step forward for accessibility in games. Now, officially, of the three main console manufacturers, Microsoft is the only one that has a disability-focused hardware solution, that has a controller specifically for disabled players to be able to customise. I say officially because Nintendo and Sony don't have their own products that fill that gap, that offer customizable control inputs physically for disabled gamers, but if you need that, there are workarounds on the other platforms, kind of. So today on Accessibility, we're going to talk about adaptive controller support for Sony and Nintendo consoles. We're going to talk about the work being done by third-party companies to produce their own adaptive controllers. We're going to talk about workarounds that can allow you to get your existing adaptive controller to work with Nintendo and Sony systems. And we're going to talk about some of the limitations that currently exist in terms of trying to get an adaptive controller set up to work with non-Microsoft consoles. So first up, let's look at workarounds that currently exist to use your existing Xbox adaptive controller on the Switch and PS5. If you're a Switch owner, getting the console to recognise the adaptive controller is actually pretty simple. There are a few different adapters on the market today that will cause the Switch to read the Xbox Adaptive Controller as though it was a Switch Pro Controller, which, when paired with the Switch's ability to fully remap button inputs, should make setting up an Adaptive Controller fairly easy. Of the adapters I've tested, both the 8-bit Do wireless adapter and the Nintendo Switch Up Game Enhancer allowed the Switch to be registered as a Pro Controller, albeit with the latter only supporting wired play. I will include links to both adapters in the description of this video. However, support for those devices could always be firmware patched out in future, so bear that in mind. When it comes to the PS5, things are currently a little bit more complicated. If you use an adapter such as the Titan 2, designed to allow for Xbox controller support on PlayStation consoles, you can get the PS5 to read your adaptive controller as a PS4 controller. Links again down in the description. This will allow for navigating menus and playing PS4 games with the adaptive controller, but any attempts to play PS5-specific software will currently result in an error saying that the controller is not supported for PS5 games. Now, this is entirely a choice on Sony's part. As we talked about last week on Access Ability, link in the video description, 
Sony does not allow PS5 owners to play PS5 games natively with a PS4 controller, which is what the console perceives the adaptive controller as being if you use one of these adapters. There is no functional reason this needs to be the case, as PS4 owners can already remote play to their PS5 using a DualShock 4, and play PS5 games remotely with that PS4 controller. In fact, if you use the Titan 2 to connect your adaptive controller to a PS4, then remote play to a PS5, you can use the adaptive controller to play PS5 games. It is technically possible, if not inconvenient. Basically, if people lobby Sony to support PS4 controllers natively on PS5 for PS5 games, then that will backdoor in adaptive controller support onto the PS5. Now, when it comes to PS5, I fully expect that in the next few months we will see one of the major third-party peripheral manufacturers release a USB device designed to let you play PS5 games with an Xbox controller. As soon as that happens, which, based on past hardware generations, should probably be fairly soon, we will likely see a much easier setup of the adaptive controller for PS5 games. Right now, that's a waiting game. However, there is another avenue of support that's potentially on the horizon for disabled players who already have adaptive controller buttons and want to be able to use them on the Switch or the PlayStation 5. We're going to talk about third-party solutions, third-party controllers that might fill this need. Announced at the start of November 2020, the Hori Flex controller is a third-party modular accessibility controller designed for the Switch and PC, which, much like the Xbox Adaptive controller, allows for third-party peripherals to be plugged into USB and 3.5mm audio ports to create a custom gaming setup. The Hori Flex's base station is smaller than the Xbox Adaptive controller and features a tripod mount screw thread on the bottom, meaning it can be attached to mounts fairly easily. Now, the Hori Flex isn't without its issues. It costs £180 right now, around two and a half times the cost of the Xbox Adaptive controller, and is currently only available in Japan, but it does present another possible future for controller accessibility on consoles. If Nintendo and Sony will not officially support accessible controllers on their consoles, companies such as Hori could step in and provide that as an option. One thing I am incredibly pleased to see when it comes to the Hori Flex is that it features identical input ports to the Xbox Adaptive Controller. This at least means that anyone interested in purchasing one who already owns an Xbox Adaptive Controller won't need to buy entirely new buttons with which to set this up. Hopefully in the coming months we see Hori bring the Hori Flex to the rest of the world, as well as developing one that works on the PS5 too. However, there is one remaining hurdle that players will need to consider when playing Switch and PS5 games with either an adaptive controller workaround or new third-party adaptive controllers in future. Touch and motion controlled games. One of the reasons the Xbox Adaptive Controller works so well on Xbox consoles is that Microsoft controllers have only ever included buttons and analog sticks, which are easily replicatable inputs with custom buttons. The Switch and PS5 both support motion control and even require its use in some games, with the PS5 also sometimes requiring the use of a touchpad on the base controller. Put simply, players will have to take time and effort to research games on Switch and PS5 before purchase, 
if they plan on using an adaptive controller to play with. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, for example, require players to mimic a thrown Pokeball when the console is docked, and Astro's Playroom requires players to touch their controller to control a rolling ball, and neither of these games includes options to avoid those inputs in gameplay. So there we have it. You can jerry-rig the Xbox Adaptive Controller to work on the Switch and PS5, but with some noticeable caveats. In the short term, I really hope we see Hori step up and make these, these Adaptive Controllers available in more parts of the world for more platforms and basically fill the gap left by official Xbox Adaptive Controller support on these platforms, but in the long term, I really hope that we see Nintendo and Sony take notice of the fact that clearly there is a market for accessibility controllers for their platforms, and think seriously about how they can support those officially and not just leave it to the third-party market to manage it. The fact that there are entire forum threads about which adapters will let you use an adaptive controller on your platform should tell you there's a market for that, you just need to support it. Getting the Xbox adaptive controller to be supported on the Switch and PlayStation 5 is a great step forward, but it isn't going to fix accessibility overnight on those platforms. What we need is for Nintendo and Sony and basically every game development company to bear the limitations of the Xbox Adaptive Controller and what it can replicate in mind and have alternative control schemes so that anything that can't be replicated by an Adaptive Controller, you have an alternate way to get past. Think about adaptive controllers as one of the controllers your players might use and build games around the ability to still play them. Those are the kind of things that are not going to happen when a company like Hori makes their own third-party controller. Those are the things that aren't going to happen from people jerry-rigging their Xbox adaptive controllers onto the Switch and PS5. Those are the things that come when Microsoft isn't the only company that is thinking about the adaptive controller first and foremost. These are the kind of things that Nintendo and Sony need to think about accessibility controllers themselves, rather than just being like, oh, other people will fix it for us, it's fine. No, you need to think about it yourselves, both of you. In a perfect world, any disabled gamer could just pick whichever games console they like and be able to have a controller that worked for them. We're not in that world yet, but we're moving there. We're seeing people find solutions to get things to work that aren't supposed to work, we're seeing third-party companies make products to fill in gaps, and I just hope that the more we see demand for this, the closer we'll get to, in the coming years maybe, seeing Nintendo and Sony realise that there is a real market for being accessible.